NWP Radio. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. So, welcome viewers. I'm Elise Eidman Adol, and it's late September 2020. We at the National Writing Project are just now winding down our series on resources and strategies and support you know, for all the teachers that are doing hybrid or high flex or remote teaching right now, we've had a chance to hear from fabulous and experienced online educators. And they've talked to us about high flex approaches and curriculum planning and planning with writing in mind. And we've also seen a lot of great resource collections for creating community and connection and read some blogs by teachers who have boosted our spirits. All that's collected at rightnow.nwp.org. We're gonna close with a final resource collection today, but to introduce this very special resource collection and the folks behind it, I wanna share a video of, you know, what increasingly we're calling the before times. So let me show you this. Recess is so fun. I love that we get to play outside and interact with your friends and stay active. It's like a way to exercise and make it fun. Kids speak the language of physical activity and play and fun and laughter. Bottom line is these kids need to play. So that's like a beautiful thing to see. And I think that all our educators that are watching this are like, their hearts are there. Maybe they have kids playing like that and maybe that's just what they wanna get back to. So I wanna give you all uh, a sense. You saw the logo come at the end, but I thought that film was the best introduction I could give uh, to our guests today, that beautiful video. So I'm thrilled to welcome Elizabeth Cushing, CEO, and Daniel Crutcher, Senior Manager of Special Projects. And they're both of Playworks, the organization behind that wonderful uh, video of playground scenes. So Elizabeth, I mean, in a way, we didn't hear much, but I think just watching that kind of shows Playworks in action. So I'm gonna turn it over to you to talk about the organization and anything that the two of you wanna do to introduce where we're going. Yeah, great. Thank you for having us both here. I have to tell you that took me back too. <laughs> we're, we're missing that. So uh, yeah, I, I am uh, leading Playworks and Crutch. We, Danielle goes by Crutch at Playworks. Uh, we're doing our best to take care of the kids right now. Um, but for your audience who may not have been introduced to us in the past, let me tell you a little bit about who we are and what we do. Uh, we've been around for 25 years. We partner with elementary schools all across the country and our focus is making sure that safe and healthy play is available to every kid every day. So I know that sounds like something that maybe you remember being as part of school, not something that might be missing from school, but increasingly the time available for it um, has been squeezed. And perhaps more importantly, the, the opportunity to really connect in a healthy and positive way has not been consistently available to kids. Uh, it's a time that hasn't been invested in. And what we have uh, dedicated ourselves to um, is making it possible for every kid to play. We have a saying around Playworks that we believe in the power of play to bring out the best in every kid. 
And that means we believe there is a best in every kid. It's up to the adults to really create the conditions where they can play and have fun and connect with each other. I think one of the most uh, either surprising or, or um, overlooked aspects of play is how much it is a strategy for building social skills. So when kids go out on the playground, they can fight or they can learn how to resolve their conflicts. They can have a hard time getting a game going or they can all agree on the rules quickly and get a game going. They can exclude other kids or they can include other kids. And it turns out that kids are so intrinsically motivated to play that they will rise to whatever expectations are set for them and they will include others and they will give a high five when you get out instead of calling a name because they wanna keep the game going. And so what we've figured out is not only is it easy to transform recess into a positive, productive, joyful time, it's also possible to have those skills and practices ripple into the classroom, ripple into the hallways, ripple into every transition that's happening during the day. And so we partner with schools to both teach them and support them in creating those conditions so the best and most focused learning can happen as a result. You know, Elizabeth, uh, actually, when you said, you know, they can fight or they can include or they and it reminds me of the story that you all often tell about your founding. And just because you may be new to so many listeners, would you tell that story? It's just kind of encapsulates a lot of what you sure. So our founder, Jill Violet, uh, was the founder of the Museum of Children's Art here in Oakland prior to this. And she found herself waiting in uh, outside a principal's office to talk about art. And uh, the principal was late to have the meeting with Jill because she was uh, talking to three young boys who'd gotten in trouble at recess. And those boys kind of sheepishly left, left the office and Jill went in and the principal was shaking her head and she said, I just don't know what I'm gonna do. And Jill said, what? And she said, those boys aren't bad boys, but they're starting to think that they are because they're getting in trouble for conflicts at recess when all they're trying to do is play and I don't know how to help them. And our founder Jill had a flashback to the 70s at the local parks and rec where she went every day when uh, there was a, a, an adult who probably was 21 or 22 who made sure she got in the game, whether that game was being led by a, a group of older kids or not, or whether it was a game she had any skill at. And she thought to herself, I can make sure that every kid has a grown-up who's getting them in the game. And, and that was the genesis of uh, what we do now all over the country. Well, I love that. I know that we're gonna pivot to something that actually then is also gonna bring crutch in, but, so, but I think the question everybody has right now is then, okay, that's beautiful, Elizabeth, and then you saw that film, Elise showed us that film with all those kids, but yeah. now they're home or they're on screens or it's remote, so, what a ch that was a challenge for you all too. And you sort of like rose to this occasion for <laughs> We did. We are a very resourceful and persevering group. Um, so in the spring, what we did was panic like everyone. How are we going to help this situation? Uh, and we focused then on supporting families at home, which we did by creating live recess, which we uh, broadcast, I guess, on Facebook three times a day, Monday through Friday, where a single staff person 
was filming themselves on their phone, leading games as if there was, there were kids on the other end who were answering them. You know, so they would say, all right, I'm going to clap three times and they'd clap and then they'd wait for the, <laughs> for the other side to clap. Uh, and that was really just an effort to be helpful. What we learned, however, in that experience was that uh, prior, uh, our prior understanding was that, wow, we think it might be really hard to play via Zoom. And it turns out it, is, it isn't. It's actually very possible if you think carefully and intentionally about what you're going to play, how you're going to communicate, and what interaction you're going to be able to facilitate. So over the summer, we took that learning and we figured out how to train our staff to be live with kids online for our school partners playing with them. And we developed new video resources that we're making available to teachers, uh, partially because what we're hearing, and maybe your audience would confirm this, that what teachers need is very practical, short, hands-on supports they can put in place right away. And keeping kids engaged online is a pretty tough challenge. So if playing a game in the middle of a class enables those kids to get excited and come back in to being engaged, then that's what we want to support. And so that, that became our focus. I, I'd have to say like any good learning experience, we've stumbled, we've made mistakes, we've gone back and and had to redesign what we're doing. Um, fortunately, that's what play is. Play is adapting to the, uh, the challenge put in front of you. So we're pretty, we're pretty well suited to, uh, to stumble and pick ourselves back up again. So this whole sort of re-theorizing your work, I think, uh, I think the crutch you were a part of that as well. It's, it's got uh, everything from, you know, like, what is, it, what is it to play on Zoom and how do we train people to play on Zoom? It's got a million things there talk to us about that it's kind of amazing and wonderful like elizabeth said it has um <laughs> we have definitely stumbled but i think that we're really getting to a good place and um really supporting our school communities our founder uh jill violet also made this amazing workbook as an additional resource to help you know our school partners really think through the process of you know creating play so if some partners don't have Playworks, there are, we have created resources that still are able to, you know, support schools with having play. And I just want to show you one of them. Um, yeah, please, please do. It's this brilliant workbook, right? And I'm going to show you real quick, and then I'm going to explain a little bit about the uh, workbook. So um, the school reopening workbook, I think it's a awesome resource. So this is a resource to, for, for schools to really think about, um, think through the process of how can we incorporate play? And it breaks it down in some really, really simple steps, right? So there's five things that we use to really break it down. Um, and the five things are space. So when you think about space, if we're back in schools, right? Like what spaces do we want to use for a recess? Do we want to use um, a playground? Uh, do we want to use or use to have recess and just cone it off and make everything six feet apart? Or if you're still in a virtual space, right? What does that look like? So really thinking that through it. And the workbook does a great job of outlining questions to help you really think through um, how can I incorporate play? And then we look at rituals. When you think about rituals, you think about your processes, right? So 
is my ritual that we come outside and we go over some group agreements or then we transition to play and then I blow a whistle and everyone stops and we line back up. What are the different things or systems that you put in play um, when you're thinking about play? And then the next one we want to talk about are rules. What are some rules we want to incorporate? In a typical Playworks world, when we're outside, some of our coaches set up rules such as we're going to play safe, we're going to play fair, we're going to play together, and we're going to have fun. Those are our rules that we set up at recess. So even thinking about Zoom, as I'm going around um, and listening to some of our coaches' Zoom meetings, I hear them say, all right, y'all, we're going to smile. We're going to use the chat function um, when respectfully. You know, all these different things. What are the expectations or group norms that we're setting up? And then we think about referees, right? Referees, you think about a basketball game, right? You have referees there to keep the game moving and keep everyone safe. Same thing with us, right? When you think about referees, you want to think about the roles and responsibilities of the people who are um, leading the play, right? So you think about, I might have a producer. Producer might be the person that's navigating Zoom and ensuring that, you know, kids are able to use the raise hand function, everyone's on mute, you know, things of that nature. Or uh, think about who's the person that's actually leading the game, right? So for example, in our coach schools, right, we might have Coach Michelle. Coach Michelle is leading the game, right? And then we might have their teacher actually leading our debrief or our closing. Maybe talk about some of the social emotional skills that were practiced during that game. And then last but not least, we have recess and games. What are the games that we're playing um, virtually, right? So are we playing game? We're playing favorite re uh, playground games but we're modifying them so that they are successful uh, for virtual play. So this is, like I said, an awesome resource. It really breaks it down to make it super simple, um, especially for our partners that, or for our communities that don't have um, Playworks. And Crutch, I, I would say for any of our folks who uh, might be listening to this on audio, on the show page, we'll, uh, they'll be able to find the, the link to this. It's a downloadable PDF, which means that a school could, a faculty or families could take it and just work through it, even if there are issues around internet connection or something like that. They have something that they can download and then work together on? Most definitely, yes. Oh, and let me add, there's also an audio recording of the whole book. Jill reads the book. So if you'd rather listen to it and then just grab the games or worksheets, you could do that too. Okay, so that's sort of awesome, and you all have thought of everything. So <laughs> that is uh, that is great because that's a there's a playbook for going back to school, which of course you could use at any time. If you're hearing it now and you're already sort of back, it's not like you can't use it now to think through how you can improve and reintroduce if you haven't um, recess. I was really excited too that that the whole notion crutch that you were talking about about you know like what are the games and what are the rules and for remote and on Zoom, some of that great learning that you and your coaches did. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Most definitely. Um, so we have a ton of resources and we have some, um, a lot of internal collaboration, even working with some of our external partners to really think through what are some simple things we can do via Zoom um, to make sure that we're still um, engaging our kids. So I'm gonna give you a perfect example. We have this famous game called Up, Down, Stop, Go, right? I'm going to explain the game very quickly. So all you're doing is basically the command that's given. So if I, if I say up, you jump up. If I say down, you crouch down. If I say go, you start running. <laughs> and if I say stop, you freeze, right? So I've seen coaches modify this game in a few ways. I've seen coaches on Zoom go, go up. You still can jump up, down, you crouch down, 
Now, when they say go, instead of running around the playground, you just run in place. And when they say stop, you stop in some type of superhero pose, right? And then for our older kids, right, because that's really geared towards like our K to two community, we think about three to five. So now our coaches are saying do the opposite. So if I say jump up, you go down. If I say down, you jump up. If I say go, you stop. If I say stop, you run in place. So really just taking games that our school communities really love and just making little tweaks um, so that we can still play virtually. So. What I love about that, I think, um, Elizabeth, you were saying, you know, you were hearing from teachers and principals also stuff to kind of break up the sitting in front of screens. I could totally see that in the middle of a, a lesson. Everybody's lagging. Okay, let's take five minutes to do up, down, stop, go. You could completely see that being built into. You don't need to have resource. You can build it into just a bunch of time to, that you're together on Zoom. I kind of love that. And what are the unexpected benefits, actually, especially with the younger kids, is that often when a coach uh, is supporting play, which might be in a classroom, it might be an entire grade all at once because mm -hmm. the number of kids you have on Zoom is not limited, but right. the parents are jumping in. So the parents yeah. who are struggling to keep their kids engaged are so happy to be able to play alongside their kid, have a moment of joy. Uh, and to recognize that their school really cares about how their child feels as well. There's some opportunities here for relationship building, even if we're virtually uh, connected instead of in person. So I know that pretty soon, um, uh, Crutch, we're going to ask you to show us some more resources, but I would love to hear just a couple more games because I think that the viewers are like, oh gosh, just tell me more right now. Do you have a few more that you could talk to us about? I do. Do you want to actually play one? Uh, oh it. my gosh, yeah. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. We, have, we have this amazing game called uh, Do This, Do That, which is very similar to Simon Says. So it's simple. When I say the command, do this, you do what I do. So if I say do this, then you do this. Awesome. If I say do that, you're not supposed to do it. Oh, ah. okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. but, if you, but if you do it, you have to do five I'm awesomes, which are just five jumping jacks while saying I'm awesome, and then you're able to get back in the game. Okay. So if you say do this and put your hand up, you do this. You do this. Whatever she does. Okay. And then so if, if you I say, say do that, don't, don't do it. Don't okay. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> We're going to play. Any other questions? As I'm happy you said that, Elise. <laughs> Any other questions before we get going? All right. Here we go, ready? Do this, do this, do that. Ah, I'm awesome, All right. I'm awesome, I'm awesome, I'm awesome, I'm awesome. You are awesome. And <laughs> I would also say as the Playworks coach, good job, nice try with a virtual high five for Elizabeth. Thank you. Right, because I want to make sure she feels good. Even though she was unsuccessful, she still gets a good job, nice try. All right. So that's a one another simple game, do this, do that. And you can play that with any grade level. You can change the level of difficulty for our older kids. Um, and I really enjoy that game. And that's also one of those games that teachers can use as a brain break to break up um, some, of the, some of the day. Brain break. I love that. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. All right. So, so we have uh, do this, do that. We have up, down, stop, go. So... If we were to stand up, which we're not going to do right now, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to explain another game that uh, a very easy game you can play online, right? So uh, the name of this game is called the Big Cheese. 
the big cheese. It's one of my favorite games and it's super simple. Um, so there's three commands in the big cheese. All right. So the first command is stinky cheese. So you go like this. <laughs> stinky cheese. <laughs> All right. The other command is big cheese. Big. And the last command we're going to go, we're going to go string cheese. All right. So let's do a quick review. Big cheese, string cheese, stinky cheese. Awesome. So it's very simple. I'm going to go one, two, three, and you throw out one of those commands. All right. Super simple. Let's try it. Ready? One, two, three. Stinky cheese. You have, oh. to, do, you have to do the action. Yeah. Oh, just do that. Yeah. So both of you were successful. The object of the game is to not do the same cheese that the facilitator or the leader of the game is doing. So okay. I did string cheese and you both did uh, stinky cheese. So you were successful. Now, let's say Elizabeth did um, string cheese. A string cheese with me. Elizabeth will just get a good job, nice try, and she'll do her five of them awesomes, and then we keep playing. And all you do is set a time limit so that after, let's say, we play the game for about five minutes for me as the leader, and then we're able to choose another person to be the leader of the game so that we are continuing to still empower our kids, right? So now I got to add, I got to add that the Big Cheese is one of the most popular online games since we recorded it back in the spring in terms of the number of viewers. So strongly encourage you to play that. And the book, the, the game is described in the workbook. That's fabulous. I think it's important for everybody to, to understand that your practices and the games that you're talking about, those are honed by doing them actually with young people and seeing what works and what they love. Uh, I don't know if people are thinking they seem so, uh, simple or not, but actually they've stood the test of time. Like a lot of games that kids play. I mean, they played them kind of versions of things for centuries because it works for kids. So right, and often grown-ups think that they have to lead a different game every day for the entire year. Kids actually really like playing the same game again. They know how to play it and they've got a new strategy. So repeating a game like the big cheese once a week, the kids aren't going to complain about that. The need that's for variety great. is maybe more of a grown-up need. That's that's a, that's great. Yeah, grown-up needs and kid needs are sometimes different. So I would love uh, just another screen share, Crutch, if you can, to show us how we can find uh, some of these things on your website, playworks.org. Uh, it's a, a tremendous repository, but just to let people see a little bit more about how to navigate and where they can find something. All you do is go to playworks.org and... All you do is scroll to or click the resources tab and then go to game library. And then you download, get the game guide. You put your information in here and press submit and you will have a game guide with a ton of games um, in seconds. That's great. And these are all things that are out there, of course, um, for everybody uh, yeah. to download. Uh, 
but you also talked a little bit about, but also about um, training your coaches, et cetera. Before we move on, talk a little bit about that. What's it like for a school to work with Playworks uh, and have coaches come and work with them? So the first thing, um, when we think about how Playworks interacts or engages with our school, um, it has looked very different from, I guess I would say normal times. So basically our coaches, before our coaches even, um, we call it, we're calling it pre-partnership. Before they even start working with the school, we have really worked alongside with our external partners to think about what are some things that our coaches need to be successful um, to really engage your school and play, right? So we've been running through, through trainings, like we had a virtual delivery training uh, with delivering best practices. And now we're thinking about things like, what does your lighting, your lighting look like? What does your background look like? Even like incorporating sound checks. It's kind of reminded me of the days when I was a stage crew and back in middle school. All right, let's do a sound check. Let's do a light check to make sure that we are providing the best videos for our, um, our school partners. And then we've been doing a lot of peer-to-peer -peer facilitation sessions because we really wanted to give our staff opportunity to really, really work on their virtual delivery and create a space for feedback. And we have encouraged our staff to participate as if they were third graders, right? Because we really <laughs> want to create the experience as if they are working with their kids. And I've seen a few of these sessions and I think our coaches are doing a phenomenal job. It's amazing the creativity and the way they have been able to pivot um, and the drop of a dime. So I've been super impressed. Um, and then we also have created these different spaces each week where coaches and our site coordinators are allowed to come to jump on a Zoom call and just share and talk about some of the best practices that they've been using um, throughout this virtual space, um, anywhere from engaging uh, students and teachers, uh, just some maybe some norms they've set, um, different ways um, that they're bringing positivity, and also different ways they're giving kids leadership opportunities. And at least I'm telling you, it's it's really been um, eye-opening in here, just some of the things, the simple things that our team has been doing to really engage um, our school communities. So. That's fabulous. And actually, I think, uh, you know, people, people very much want to feel a sense of control as do young people and being able to go through an experience, uh, you know, that's around play. And as you were saying, around a kind of predictability of play opportunities and with coaches what that they can come to trust and have a relationship with it probably introduces some of that sense of regularity and control that's like so important and so, being consistent you know mm -hmm. having a consistent adult who when you know that they in the past came would come on the playground and now will come on to zoom that they're going to make sure you're included in the game that sense of emotional safety is really important right now uh, in a moment when everybody's experiencing a, a level of trauma from the pandemic. That's a really uh, important point to make about the work that the coaches do. So they're not just facilitating, but they're, they're paying attention to the social and emotional growth opportunities um, uh, that would be available in the play space too. I think as you were saying, Elizabeth, at the very beginning, that adult who makes sure you're included. Mm -hmm. How have your um, coach, how have coaches learned how to do that in, or what tips might they have in a Zoom environment about attending to that kind of thing? So something that uh, I've seen our coaches do, which I thought this was a genius idea, right? So before they even start the session, 
they allow their students just to come off mute or use the chat function and have conversation with their peers. Um, what we're noticing is that there's not many opportunities for kids to do this, right? They're used to that, that interaction in the building. So our coaches have done a great job of figuring out, you know what, I'm gonna give them two minutes, three minutes in the beginning, and then I'm gonna give them two minutes at the end to just talk to their peers, you know? Um, another thing that I've seen coaches do before some of our sessions is, you know, after they do, you know, the open chat um, thing, they let the kids, all right, we're going to do something real quick just to get the wiggles out, right? Get up, do this, do that, do this, do that, you know, maybe a quick game of do this, do that, so that kids are then able to focus on the lesson that the coach has prepared. Um, so those are some of the things I've seen consistently across um, the PlayWorks Nation that seems to be working really well uh, with our school communities. And, and Elizabeth, I, I kind of want to bring you into, you were, a few of the things that you said um, remind me that, of course, you know, we hope we can go back. So some of us are back and we're on site in some schools in the nation. A lot of us are remote or some sort of hybrid setting. Uh, but when we do come back, it's mm -hmm. not like we go back to the before times as if right. all this hasn't happened. We're right. going to be bringing a lot of stuff with us uh, back into the space. You all think a lot about that. Do you want to talk about some of the ways that you think about things like uh, community yeah. issues, trauma, et cetera, in the play space? Yes, for sure. I think we've learned over time that the best practices that we use, that Crutch and all of our coaches use, being a caring, consistent adult, giving kids time to transition, uh, making sure every kid gets in the game, those are basic youth the positive youth development practices they're not unique to playworks um, they the, it is the social and emotional connection that really makes play work so we've been thinking pretty carefully about what does it look like to take a group of first graders from a zoom environment which they've probably been struggling in and feeling like they're missing their friends and they're missing their playtime and take them back into the building of school the building in a physical situation that is likely to have other constraints around social distancing or around staying in their class uh, and that recess might not look the same and we want to strongly advocate for help for schools using the opportunity to play as an opportunity to address that trauma as an opportunity to invite social connection that the investment of time in play is going to be critical to making it possible for kids to feel safe at school again. It is not going to be a light switch, turn it back on and everything's fine. They're going to need to reconnect with each other, with their own social skills and to feel like the grown-ups are in fact the grown-ups they can rely on to care for them. So while we are interested and care about the learning loss that everyone's worried about, our philosophy is they need to feel good in the school building before they can attend to the new learning they need to do. And we think play for the elementary age is exactly the right way to build that social connection again. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that you brought that up also in the context of the worries so many folk have, including kids and families about learning loss. It's mm -hmm. been a larger topic and I see um, lots of reports of young people themselves saying to their teachers, I'm afraid I'm going to be behind. What's going to happen to me? This is a big worry that I think we've also put on their shoulders while they're carrying so many other things. Um, so I love the notion that we need to give ourselves permission 
to know that you need to be happy and healthy and engaged and connected in order to learn. And so without that, we're not going to solve that other problem. I know that's a pressure a lot of teachers are feeling. So thank you. I, I, I kind of want each one of you to take a few minutes here as we're wrapping up to just give your great advice um, uh, to teachers and to schools. In a way, what would you say at this point uh, to all the folks out there trying to hang in? Their families too, I think, probably. Yeah. Right, absolutely, both of them. I, I think the, the lesson that I learned, I've been at Playworks now 16 years, and the lesson that I've learned over time is this. Teachers come to us after having had Playworks for three weeks, four weeks for the first time, and they say, I had no idea uh, how much fun I would have playing with my class and how it changes my relationship with those kids. And I, I think if you understand that kids have uh, very few opportunities in their day to be the masters of anything, they are the, they are the subject, right? They are the, they're taking in the learning and they're developing, but they're rarely the masters. Play is the one activity in the day where kids are, have mastery. They naturally have it. They know they have it. They feel proud of that. So when an adult plays with them, and becomes a player, not a director of the game, but a player alongside, they are demonstrating that they, that they can be with a child who has mastery maybe more than they do now. Mm -hmm. And that changes the nature of that relationship and opens up a sense of um, authenticity that our teachers say helps them teach better, helps them connect with those kids better. So I just wanna encourage teachers in this environment, virtually going back to school, there is so much pressure on teachers right now. All we wanna do is support them. I encourage you to use play to ease the situation for yourselves, for your kids and for your families. Mm -hmm. um, it, you, you deserve that little bit of joy as do, as do the kids and families. And so that's what we're here to help with. That's fabulous. Kretsch, what would you say? That was so well put, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Preach, Elizabeth. Preach. <laughs> right, right. Come on. <laughs> no, I would just say, um, Elizabeth talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, we definitely have stumbled along the way. Um, but give yourself some grace, right? Be patient. It's a process. Trust the process. Um, we're in a pandemic, right? This, these things are, are different. And just to continue to just keep pushing, you know, like if something doesn't work, try something else. If that doesn't work, try something else. But you will, you will find your happy place or you, you will find the place that works for you. And I am a strong believer in this. Play, laugh, right? It is food for the soul. Um, if you can't play and you can't laugh, it just like makes life a little bit more miserable, right? So just have some, be patient and have some grace. You all need some joy right now too. So let's, let's go for what gives us joy. I, I want to just conclude by saying to all the viewers first, thank you. Uh, and you will all find viewers what you need at playworks.org. Also, whatever page you're looking at this on, on YouTube or right now, there'll be links at the bottom of the page. Um, but I think uh, the thing that I would say for teachers is that, building on what you both said, that uh, 
Yeah, there is a lot on them and much has been conveyed almost like you teacher need to reinvent everything by yourself now reinvent school reinvent teaching reinvent everything but what you all are showing also is that there are other educators in the space that are part of the network of adults that can surround the education of young people so um, teachers, if you're feeling particularly pressured and you want to reach a bit outside uh, and find some resources from folks that are adjacent to you as fellow educators with a different expertise, perhaps, um, that can really make a difference, check out playworks.org and you'll find the stuff. Crutch and Elizabeth, thank you so much and also for raising this vision thank uh, you. for everybody watching. High five, Elise. High five, everyone. Yeah. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. NWP Radio.